You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Our reading comes from Luke's story of the shepherds. And there were shepherds out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see these things that have happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen them, they spread the word concerning what they'd been told about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you so much, Jewel. As mentioned, Three kind of things all month we've been kind of exploring over the Advent season. Three ideas that we kind of wanted you to consider. Rather than giving you something every week, three things to open up each week and practice and consider. And those three things have been open the presence, which we just talked about, listening and sitting with God, slowing down, cutting out the hurry and just stopping and listening and and reopening the present maybe. That is the presence of God. Letting him speak into your day first before Facebook or Instagram or someone else does. Does he have something to say? The second thing we've been talking about is, and we discussed this using the home alone analogy, which I don't have time to fully go into, but hopefully that's enough to go, what on earth is that got to do with? So you have a listen to the podcast. But we talked about letting the presence transform you. It's not enough just to open it, but let it do something in you. And we talked about... Yeah, we had this picture of Jesus at the door. I think he's, I think I've added, that might be the next, maybe not. There we go, there he is. 
And sometimes we picture that Jesus wants to come in and he, just, he wants to make up a bed in your heart and have a cup of tea and just, that's it. But the Bible actually describes Jesus wants to come in and mess with things in all the right way. The Holy Spirit wants to change you, grow you, break some things, break some bad things in your life, breed life into your life, not death. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not a farmer, so I'm not going to even pretend, but from what I know, it takes more than just one, one little thing to do, just drop the seeds in there and then they grow and you produce a good crop. It takes work, watering, cutting things back, ploughing the ground to produce fruit. And so God wants, the Holy Spirit wants to be let into those areas that you don't think he's allowed into or that you think he doesn't know about. And so we talked about the ways in the first Christmas people block this. And I use the analogy of those swinging home alone cans that uh, Kevin McAllister uses to block the bad guys. And sometimes we use pride or control or fear. You're not allowed there, God. You don't, I'll deal with that, thanks. And we talked about the opposite of the wise men showing humility, humility, surrendering and generosity, gratitude, generosity, celebration. Let God in. And then the third thing we've encouraged you to do this Christmas is share the presence, which is where we're going to rest and sit and talk about this morning, sharing the presence. We go. We carry the gratitude. We fill ourselves up. We grow in peace and joy and share it. Done. Sermon over. Go share it. Thanks for coming this morning. It's that simple, hey? Ten seconds after you go. Go tell everyone about the carols tonight. Let's go do it. Give your mates a call. Send them a text. Done. I don't reckon quite. I reckon some of you might have questions. There. Oh, hang on a minute. And I've tried my best to think about some of the questions you might have this season. And maybe not oversimplify it. Just go. Just go. Go. Be Jesus. See you later. You might say this, maybe this is you today. You might say when you hear that, you might go, thanks Steve, but you don't understand my world. Appreciate the advice, thanks for the encouragement, you don't understand me. You see, you might be saying, my life is a little chaotic. If you saw me, you would probably know that I'm not the most peaceful person. If you saw me Friday afternoon with the kids, you might be saying to me, because I don't, I don't do this, <laughs> not, if you saw me Friday afternoon, you might be like, you may even wonder if I was a Christian with how frustrated I am. That's what you might be telling me. You might say, Steve, I've made some serious mistakes. I think I'm way too messy. I'm way too lonely this Christmas. I'm way too broken. I'm way too... Insert your reason for saying, I can't share the presence I can't even be a good example on a good day, you might be saying. In which case, I've got a Christmas story for you, if that's you this morning. Because the Christmas story I know says approximately 2,000 years ago in a dirty manger, surrounded by dirty shepherds, the lowest job you could have in that society, or one of them. People whose lives were at risk. A couple who were under much, uh, I mean, gossip around... Questions around pregnancy and who's, what's going on there. We're in a stable or can be translated a cave. 
was a poor family in a poor place. And amongst these messy, broken people was born Emmanuel, which is a fancy religious way of saying God with us. So maybe this morning you're actually the perfect amount of messy for God to birth and bring his presence out in you this Christmas. Give him the messiness. He knows. He's born in it. So share the mess, share the presence in the mess, in the chaos this Christmas. Jesus does his best work, it seems, in the mess. He births things, starts things, opens things, inspires things, redeems things in the mess. Bring it on. It says in 1 Corinthians, if you think that's just good advice but not sure if that fits, <laughs> 1 Corinthians 1, 28, 31 backs me up on this. Or rather, I'm trying to back it up because it's scripture. <laughs> God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast. He doesn't want you to boast in the presence of God. And because of him who are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, Again, righteousness, we're right with God if we open the presence and sanctification, that ongoing transformation in his presence and redemption that we actually start to look a bit like Jesus eventually. So that as it is written, let no one boast but boast in the Lord this Christmas. Maybe like, okay, thanks Steve, I'm right to go. But you don't understand my friends and family. See, it's not just me that's messy. They're so negative. They're so rude about my faith. I love them, um, but they just see my faith as maybe a crutch or, or weakness. They laugh at my faith. The only one who listens or is interested in my faith is my cousin Bob. You might be saying, and he's a bit weird. Of course he's going to listen. He's got no one else to talk to. But the rest of the family, Steve, they're not interested. Maybe my atheist uncle, he's, he's just looking for a fight. The rest of my friends, they're not interested. Or maybe you're saying the only person that gives me the time of the day is my neighbour. But they have no one, so of course they want to give me time. But everyone else, Steve, they're not interested. Or you might be saying the homeless man outside my work, sure, he'll listen. But he talks to himself. So of course he's going to talk to me. But you don't understand, my friends and family and people I know, they don't, they're not interested in this this Christmas. Or the lady at work who's had a rough year and is a bit of a loner. I know, sure, if I made time, she'll probably listen out of politeness. But you don't understand, my friends and family, they're not interested. This world isn't interested, Steve. You don't know what it's like out there. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're thinking. Then I say, Perfect. Because a Christmas story I know tells a story about a busy, crazy, messy world filled with people that were far too important, far too prideful, far too busy for Christ. Again, the only ones who had time were the shepherds. Have you thought about why the angels went to the shepherds? doesn't explicitly say, but I suspect it's the only ones that didn't have things on. I mean, they had to work the Christmas Eve shift. The worst, everyone knows that's the worst shift to work. 
if you like, hang on a minute, that's not, I know, that's, that's a joke, and you didn't laugh loud enough, so I'm really upset. Um, there we go. It's funny, it's funny, guys, that's funny. Christmas Eve, it wasn't Christmas yet. Good, there we go. But seriously, they're out in the field, cleaning up sheep. You kind of was kind of thing, oh, you're not doing that with your life, oh, you're not doing that with your life. Or, or, or it's the kind of thing I imagine parents said to their kids. If you don't do well in school, you'll end up a shepherd. Here's the shepherds, nothing else on, which made them perfect and available for the greatest Christmas service that's ever been. Tonight's going to be fun. But even that's got nothing on the angels singing glory to God, what they got to see that very first Christmas, the first ever carol service the shepherds got to attend. There's this story in Luke 14. I don't have actually the scripture up there, but there's a story in Luke 14, 12 to 24. And I'm just going to summarize it, but if you want to write that down, go back and have a listen or read. Luke 14, 12 to 24. And it tells this story of this person, this king, that says, go tell, I'm having a banquet, I'm having a feast. Go invite all the noblemen, go invite people to this banquet. says, when one of those who recline at table, uh, let me just find myself here because this bit's important. Come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to come and make excuses. So they told all the important people in the town, come to this banquet. This is a story, a parable Jesus told. The first said to him, I've just bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please, have me excused. I'll I can imagine, I'll come another time, but right now I just bought a field. I've got another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I have to go examine them. Please, I'll come another time to this banquet. Please have me excused. And yet another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. I'm just married, I'm just about to go on my honeymoon. Give me a break, I can't come to the banquet, sorry. So the servant comes back to the king and he reports these things to his master. And then the master of the house became angry and said to the servant, Go out quickly to the streets the lanes of the city, and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame, and the servant said, Sir, what you've commanded has been done. And still there's room. The master said to the servant, Go to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in, and my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of these men who are invited shall taste my banquet. Like the shepherds, like these messy people living under bridges in this parable, Find the person that's messy and will listen. That's exactly the right person to share the presence with this Christmas. That's exactly the right person. Don't go to the ones that are just trying to find an argument. Find the people that it, God is doing something in. And show. so this morning, my advice this morning out of this story found with these shepherds hearing the angels is share the presence this Christmas in the mess with the messy. And then last, maybe thought going through your head. Steve, you're saying, maybe. You're not hearing me. I don't have anything to give. I can't explain this stuff, you might be thinking. I can't get it. It's easy for you, Steve. You're up on a stage preaching right now. I can't do that. And I will say, it doesn't matter if I'm preaching to you guys this morning. It's hard for me too. (laughs) I don't go to events and I hand me a mic and say, will you just share 25 minutes on an exegesis of a bit of scripture, please? 
It's hard to have these conversations. I get that. So the feeling of doubt, the feeling of not having all the answers. I can't debate my uncle Stu, who's an atheist, you might be thinking. Everyone has this atheist in their family who's just looking for a Christmas debate. I got nothing to give this Christmas. And again, I say perfect. I've got a Christmas story for you. Because that's the perfect starting point. Surrendering yourself. Let me tell you a Christmas story where everything that needs to be given has already been given. Where you only need to accept the gift. Open it. Live with it. Lean into it. Give it time. Let it in. Let it into the mess the bits that you don't think Jesus cares about, but he totally does. The bits that you don't want him to know about, but he totally does. Let him challenge and encourage you in that stuff. Let it grow joy, joy in your heart. Jesus on the cross, because a baby became a man, as we just remembered. And on that cross, he said, it is finished. And what he was saying is, it's done. I've paid for it. The gift's been given. So just re-gift. It's the first, it's, I don't, it's not normally my advice in giving to people, but just re-gift it. He's got enough, he's God. Re-gift the gift that has been given. If you've got nothing, fine. Here's a gift to re-give. Plug it in. Plug into God and re-gift. Love your nasty Auntie Beatrice. Not because she deserves it, but because you've got a God that forgives you and loves you despite your faults. Love her. Bless your loud, youthful neighbours who are having a Christmas party every Friday night this season. Every single weekend. Bake them something. God bless you. <laughs> I loved one of the songs you played last night. Go to the struggling homeless man outside your work. Give him a hamper. Some groceries. Sit with him. Listen to him. Even if someone in your life is just spitting venom, just listen. Sometimes the most, in my limited experience in pastoral work, some of the most profound questions, some of the most profound statements, some of the most vulnerable conversations are after the person has stopped spitting venom and got nothing left to say. And then they say the truth. Then they're ready to hear because they've been heard. In crazy conversation. My time as a uni chaplain, my favourite thing was to see on the, on the little um, description that they were given reception was, don't talk about Jesus. Because they'd gone to the desk, they'd go, I'd like to see someone. They said, all our councillors are busy. Do you want to see the chaplain? And they've said, yeah, but he better not talk about Jesus. Guess what? I could almost put money on every single time. Once they'd shared with me, oh, you don't look like a chaplain. Oh, you're not wearing a cloak. Oh, you've actually heard me out. Then they, somebody would come, oh, my, um, my grandma was, went to church. They brought it up. What I learned to notice, don't talk about Jesus, means please talk about Jesus after you've heard my little spiel. Let them spit venom, but sit with them. You're, you're, you're not bigger than that. God is, and he's at work, and he can handle it. Give it to him. 
and just listen. Be present with them, with the presence of God. That's what the very first Christmas is about. So this Christmas, share the presence in the mess, with the messy, and re-gift. But I can't, I guess I want to revisit those three points as we finish up today. Because there's no use you going out right now and doing something in your own strength. I can't stress enough that if you're not opening the presence, if you're not letting the presence in, you cannot do it in your own strength. You will burn out, you will get tired, and you'll become resentful. It's like a power source, God. You need to be plugged in. And so classic Christmas example is those lights have been on there the whole time. And I know it's hard to see with lights on them, but they're pretty useless unless they're plugged in. So don't try to be a Christian that hasn't opened the presence, that isn't spending time filling yourself up with the Spirit because you'll just be a light that's trying to flicker on without power. Plug in this Christmas. Open the presence this Christmas. Spend some time listening in the break. Ask God what he's got for 2020. Ask God what he's got for your kids. Ask God what he's got for your family. Ask God what he's got for your plans. Ask God what he's got for you. Ask God what he's got for his budget. Ask God what he's got for that secret sin. Ask God what he's got for that addiction that's trapping you in, that no one knows about. Ask him all of that. Let him in. And then you might have something to re-gift. Have some joy, have some peace, have some presence that you're able to give. Open the presence. Let the presence transform you and share the presence this Christmas. Let me pray. And then we're going to go out and have some... Oh, we're going to have one more song. Let's do that. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for the Advent season. Thank you for the season of waiting and anticipation for what you might do afresh, what you might birth in us this Christmas. Father, we also wait excitingly if we know you. We also wait for your eventual coming. When you come in full and restore the kingdom in full and we don't have the mess. But till then, Lord, we pray that you fill us with your spirit. You fill us so much that it overflows, Lord. That we produce good fruit as individuals, And as a community, as a family that we call the church, that we produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, Lord, faithfulness. As these things spill out of us because we're plugged in, fill us afresh from a busy, busy, tiring, hard year. Come into the mess and birth something new be in the mess with us Jesus Amen thanks team